Good morning again, Life Christian Center. It is good to be with you this morning. And uh, we pray that you are uh, feeling the peace of the Lord in your home as we are here this morning. I want us to begin today, and in doing so, we know that we're in a unique time of year. And uh, this time of year when uh, basically even some of the toughest, gruffest, most stern, always serious, never smiling adults begin to kind of allow their hearts to, to melt. And in, so, in doing so, they kind of begin to exhibit maybe some uh, childlike tendencies. Uh, maybe it's all of the decorations and lights, the candies and desserts, the nonstop Christmas music everywhere that you go. Maybe it's the family and friends, the excitement surrounding buying, giving, and receiving gifts. Maybe it's the memories of days gone by mixed with the bright hope that we have for a future. Maybe it's those things that seem to bring out those childlike qualities or tendencies in most of us this time of year. Within the Christmas season, these childlike tendencies are kind of socially acceptable, if you will, and even appreciated uh, in, I think, most circles and most families. But were it not for the season, these childlike tendencies would probably be told to grow up and or act your age. And I know some of us get told that from time to time because um, we know how to have fun in a unique way. Not me, but maybe some of you, um, because I'm just an old man in a young body. But you see, growing up, maturing, becoming an adult is a very real part of life. We do, in fact, get older, and as we get older, life brings more responsibility. And again, as we get older, there is more expected of us. And as we get older, the sad thing is sometimes we also become less childlike. While getting older and growing up is a natural and necessary part of life, some of how we live as children, some of how we look at life as children, some of how we even respond to life as children should really not be left behind. You see, rather, it should be brought forward into adulthood, especially when we begin to look at our walk of faith. When asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? I want you to listen to how Jesus responds to that question or that statement in Matthew chapter 18. And we're going to begin reading in verse 1. It says, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and he said, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. How many knows, again, God uses sometimes what would seem to be the foolish things to confound the wise. In most cases, this doesn't seem to make sense because, again, uh, you want to grow out of those childlike tendencies and become that, you know, that faithful, dedicated adult. But here he's referencing the fact of entering into and receiving his kingdom like a child. Now, as parents, as grandparents, or even just as an adult, we often become exhausted. Our patients are pushed over the edge or to the limit. Uh, we get tired of repeating ourselves. We get frustrated. We get upset. We get disappointed. And so much more at certain times in dealing with children. And we get that way whether they are our very own and we cannot get rid of them or whether they belong to somebody else and we can eventually return them 
to the sender. You see, sometimes we just get frustrated. And I have to think in that moment that, that really, in reality, sometimes I think that our Heavenly Father might get a little frustrated with us adults, too. You see, sometimes we forget how amazing that children really are. Psalms 127 and 3 says that children are God's love gift, that they are heaven's generous reward. In Luke chapter 18 and 17, Jesus tells us, he says, learn this well, unless you receive the revelation of the kingdom realm the same way a little child receives it, you will never be able to enter in. You see, what Jesus is encouraging isn't immaturity, but rather Christ-like or childlike faith. Not, not a matter of reverting to childhood tendencies necessarily, all right? Not immaturity, but again, just that childlike faith. To receive the kingdom as a child means that we accept the offer of the kingdom very deliberately and readily. We take it at face value. We're not trying to look at the ins and outs. We're just saying, hey, this is what's presented. And so now I'm going to take hold of that which has been presented and brought to the table by God himself through Jesus Christ. And I'm going to apply that to my life. I'm going to take this as my own. You see, are we living with that childlike faith, are we receiving the kingdom of God like a child would receive it? Just deliberately and readily at face value, taking God at his very word. Is that how we approach it? Is that how we receive it? Is that how we live within the kingdom of God? Do we simply by faith, having full trust and confidence, accept and take hold of who God is to the best of our understanding and knowledge? Do we take hold and receive what he has made available to us and who we now are in him? You see, I'm thrilled to death and at the same time, I'm scared to death that my girls believe I can do anything. It terrifies me that they think that I'm some kind of super dad or superman. It puts a lot of pressure in my life that I don't feel is necessary, but it's there. You see, they are of the belief that I can fix anything that is broken, no matter how devastated that thing may be. They, they believe that I can, can lift or muscle my way through anything. They believe that I could wrestle a bear and win. Now that's crazy, but they believe it. You see, their faith in me as their father has created an unshakable trust factor that I can't quite explain or fully comprehend as their father. You see, they just take me at my word. They know that I love them and that because that I love them, I'm going to do my best to provide for them. So they just simply believe and receive in those moments. It seems too simple, doesn't it? To just believe and receive as a child does. But we can see through the word of God that our heavenly father desires that very same heart attitude, mindset for us today, even if we are adults with children and grandchildren or great-grandchildren of our own. You see, what Jesus is teaching us as his disciples is that we are to have that same childlike faith, that faith that believes in God the Father and that he is good and that he loves us and wants the best for us, that childlike faith that believes in Jesus Christ, that he is our salvation and he is also our, our right now victory and our eternal victory. 
That, that childlike faith that says the Holy Spirit is my indwelling anointing and empowerment for life. So how do we stay in a position of childlike faith? How do we continually grow and mature inside the relationship of trust and confidence that we have with this omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent Godhead? How do we consistently believe and receive like children as we passionately and purposefully live within this indescribable kingdom that he has given us? If we look back again at Matthew chapter 18, I believe that we can see uh, Jesus point to at least two things that help us grow in and abide in that uh, childlike faith. And again, not a comprehensive, complete list, but a few things that I believe uh, Jesus kind of illuminates for us. So let's go back to Matthew chapter 18 and let's look at verse 3 and 4 together again this morning. It says, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Verse 3 instructs us to turn and become like children. And again, that seems unnatural sometimes for us because of what is dictated to us in our culture. But again, this is not a process of reverting in maturity. Rather, what this de denotes to us this morning is a process of necessary change. Change of both conduct and change of mind, where we receive a new character in the process. You see, this phrase describes someone who is transitioning from one point to another or from one condition to another condition or a new condition. And how many believe today that we are made new in Jesus Christ? You see, in that process, we are to turn and become like children. That means that we are to be flexible, that we're to choose to be flexible, to remain submissive and moldable, to be teachable to the point of transformation. And I feel like I need to just highlight that again this morning. It means that we are to be teachable to the point of transformation. How teachable are we this morning? Do we yield ourselves in such a way that we remain submissive and moldable to the working of the Holy Spirit and to the word of God? Are we stuck in our own ways? Are we settled in our own ways and we just can't seem to find ourselves in the groove that God desires us to be in? You see, are we really teachable this morning to the point of transformation? I've used this analogy many times before in the past, but I believe it still is applicable and rings true for us this morning. Working with children is a lot like working with Play-Doh or clay. They are very easily shaped and molded by the things that are around them. Yet when we look at what happens to us as we become teenagers and adults, we become a little more hardened or jaded and so while working with adults is kind of like trying to create and shape a sculpture out of stone with a hammer and a chisel. It's very hard. It's very different. It's very difficult. It's very uh, taxing and labor intensive, if you will. You see, but a child is, is moldable. They stay shapeable by those elements that are around them. And again, I believe that this is a childlike trait that should not be left behind, especially in our spiritual lives, in our relationship with Jesus Christ. After Jesus illuminates the fact that we should remain teachable or moldable, 
He goes on to say in verse 4, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself. You see, humility here means that you are free of pride, that you have a modest opinion of yourself. (laughs) Sometimes that's hard for us, isn't it? You see, it also means to be devoid of all haughtiness. You see, children naturally see each other as equals. It is only through being taught false narratives that they begin to believe or see people through eyes of superiority and or contempt. If you just let kids play, they just play. But if you begin to make dividing lines and segregate things and and infiltrate lies and, and opinions of your own, then those things will shape and form them to where they believe that maybe they're better than somebody else. But you see, naturally, if left alone, children will play with anybody and anything because they see everything as an equal. As Christ's followers, we must learn uh, and example this level of humility where we understand that every person on the face of this earth is no better and no worse than we are, but that we are all equal In God's eyes this morning, at the foot of the cross, everything is level. It doesn't matter where you come from, what your social status is or your economic status, what your job description may be. It doesn't matter where you live. Everything and everyone is level in in God's eyes this morning. And we need to understand that equality. We need to understand not just the equality, but the value of everyone else around us. Romans chapter 12 and verse 3 says, God has given me grace to speak a warning about pride. I would ask each of you to be emptied of self-promotion and not create a false image of your importance. Instead, honestly assess your worth by using your God-given faith as a standard of measurement. And then you will see your true value with an appropriate self-esteem. If we go on, He says this in Romans chapter 12 and verse 16. Live happily together in a spirit of harmony and be as mindful of another's worth as you are your own. Don't live with a lofty mindset, thinking that you are too important to serve others, but be willing to do menial tasks and identify with those who are humble-minded. Don't be smug or even think for a moment that you know it all. Again, we can tell by these two scriptures that we are meant to not just value others, but we are also meant to have a very uh, clear opinion of ourselves and to not place ourselves above others, but to, again, value them and understand that we are all equal in God's eyes today. What I love about the word humble that Jesus uses here is that it also denotes being fully dependent upon the Lord as we dismiss and empty ourselves of ego and self-reliance. It means that we are fully dependent on the Lord as we dismiss and empty ourselves of ego and self-reliance. My girls are completely dependent upon Shannon and I. While they have some understanding of life and the things that come along with it, the realities thereof, the, the pressures thereof, They are not worried about those things. They are completely dependent on us and trust that we will be there to meet all of those needs or to face all of those challenges of life. You see, we are to have that same childlike faith that simply and completely has placed 
all trust and dependence upon the Lord. I love how it seems like David kind of writes from this position or mindset of childlike faith in Psalm 62. It says, I stand silently to listen for the one I love, waiting as long as it takes for the Lord to rescue me. For God alone has become my savior. He alone is my safe place. His wraparound presence always protects me. For he is my champion defender. There's no risk of failure with God. Let's hear that again this morning. There's no risk of failure with God. So why would I let worry paralyze me even when troubles multiply around me? Does life bring some ugly realities to light? Yes, absolutely. We cannot deny that. But those realities don't have the ability to strip away our choice, to place our full trust and dependence on God. The only thing that can remove our trust, our dependence, our confidence in God this morning is our own individual choice. Childlike faith. As we see it in 2 Kings and chapter 5, it causes a little girl to testify of a God in Israel who heals, which leads her master Naaman to being healed of leprosy. We see childlike faith in the New Testament as well. We find it in John chapter 6. It caused the little boy to surrender his small lunch of two fishes and five loaves to, more, to a more than able Savior who multiplied them to feed 5,000 men uh, plus women and children. Childlike faith. It's simple. It just says... My father is who my father is, and I can trust him. It says I'm, I'm still able to be teachable in his presence, and I want to be molded and shaped by him. You see, there is something to be said for childlike faith, for that life that chooses to remain teachable to the point of transformation, for the heart that chooses to remain selfless as they value others equally, for the person who chooses to remain fully dependent upon the Lord. You see, some things we don't need to grow out of or grow up from. <laughs> some things we just simply need to continue to grow into. And I believe that childlike faith is one of them. So let's strive to keep and continually grow in that childlike faith. Faith that takes God at his very word. Faith that trusts even when things seem impossible, he is still the God of the impossible. Faith that steps out onto the water when he calls us to those places uh, of, of just blind faith, so to speak. Faith that believes and receives the fullness of his kingdom and all that he has made available for us. It is our choice today. It's ours to either live in or live outside of. So what will we choose? Will we choose to live outside of childlike faith? Or will we choose to live inside of childlike faith? That faith that says, hey, look, God, I know that you are more than able. I don't understand it, but I believe that your plan is better than what my plan will be. I hope today that the Lord Almighty himself will just help us to never surrender that childlike faith. That instead, the Holy Spirit would just continue to, to move and manifest his presence in us. That God's word would come to life in us and we will continually grow in that childlike faith. If you would bow your hearts with me this morning. Father, we thank you.
that you have made yourself available to us as a father. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of being your sons and daughters. So God, help us to not live outside of that blessing or beneath that blessing. God, help us to take advantage of the very fact that, Lord, you have planted the seed of faith within us. And God, that childlike seed of faith, Lord, is exactly what we need to receive and live in your kingdom. God, help us to always remain teachable and moldable. Lord, don't let us become cold and jaded and hardened. God, help us to remain soft and pliable, flexible. God, help us to remain humble. Lord, to where we have, again, God, not self-esteem issues, but just a proper perspective of who we are in you. And God, that inside of that perspective, we will understand that God, every single person on the face of this earth, regardless of who they are, God, regardless of their gender, their social status, God, regardless of how they vote, Lord, they still are made in your image. And God, they are our equal, Lord, as we all stand at the foot of your cross today. Lord, help us to value others. God, help us to fully depend on you. God, to look at no other source, no other strength, but God, simply, genuinely with all of our hearts, God, place all of our faith in you. God, you are that ultimate father. God, there is nothing impossible for you today. So help us to maintain and live in that childlike faith. God, help us to stay teachable. Help us to stay fully dependent on you. Father, we just thank you for it today in Christ's name. Amen. This morning, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, I can't think of a better time to just take a moment and surrender your life to him. And so maybe you're watching this morning and that's you. Maybe you have never truly surrendered your heart to, to Christ. Maybe this morning uh, you just know that you haven't been living up to that, that childlike faith. You've, you've just been falling short. Maybe you've been playing the, the role of the prodigal and you've been away from, from your father. And this morning you feel him and his love just drawing you back. Either way, this morning, if that's you, I want you to just pray this simple prayer after me and begin this, this new journey, begin this starting point of childlike faith in your life today. God, I acknowledge my need for a Savior. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who lived and died and now lives again. Forgive me of my sins and wash me clean. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I believe you raised him from the dead and that he is alive and now lives in me. Thank you for my salvation. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for giving me eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you just said that prayer for the first time, 
or even the 40th time, please understand this morning that God loves you, that all of heaven is rejoicing, and we are rejoicing with you today. So if you have made that commitment or that rededication, please reach out through the comment section or something of that nature, uh, through Facebook, email, and let us know what God is doing in your life and give us a chance uh, to just come alongside you in prayer and support and, uh, and help you through this new journey uh, of life in Christ. Now this morning we also want to uh, take a moment and just thank the Lord for our finances and the things that have come in, the offering and tithe uh, throughout the week. And so if you will, just bow your hearts with me one more time this morning as we thank God uh, for those things. Lord, we do just come before you today and we thank you for your abundant blessings in our lives. God, they are immeasurable and innumerable today. We thank you for all that has come in, Lord, electronically through the mail, God, through uh, being dropped off at the church. Whatever the method was, God, we, we thank you uh, for those hearts and lives that have remained dedicated, Lord, to... Um, giving and, and tithe and offering today. And so, Father, I just pray that you would bless the giver. God, bless the offering. Lord, bless the tithe. Break it, multiply it to meet the needs and the ministries of this church and the outreaches thereof, all for your glory and for your name. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. This morning, let me quickly remind you of a few things. We do have backpack blessing boxes that we will be making for the Earlington uh, school children uh, for their Christmas break. Uh, and so that will actually be all transpiring Tuesday morning, but it will be here at the church uh, to give us a little extra room and space to be building those boxes uh, for our families. So if you want to come and be a part of that, we want to encourage you to be here at nine and, uh, and bring a mask with you. And uh, we will we'll kind of have an assembly line process going. And we're going to begin to build those boxes, get those families uh, set up for Christmas break. And so if you want to contribute in way of help, if you want to contribute in way of finances to, to kind of plus those boxes up, uh, please do so. Feel free to do that. And uh, I know that the Lord is already blessing and he's going to continue to bless in that process Coming up on the 19th of this week, uh, we also will be having our Christmas store blessing. And so if you want to be involved with that uh, more than maybe you already have been, please uh, get with uh, Brother Steve and he will, he will lead you and guide you in, in how we're going to kind of have that set up. Um, let me also take just a quick moment and make an update on uh, the rest of the year and our services, all right? Uh, beginning this Wednesday, the 16th, uh, we will be meeting in person again here in the sanctuary. Uh, and then, of course, on the 20th, we will have our Sunday morning service at 1030. Uh, and so please um, kind of adjust how you need to adjust for that. And uh, if you do not feel comfortable, please, we want to encourage you uh, to, to take advantage of us being online at home. Uh, if you are sick in any shape or form or you have the hinkling that you might be sick, please uh, respect the others who are going to be here and stay home and take advantage of the service online. For those of you coming to the in-person service, we want to again remind you and encourage you, please wear your mask as you enter the building. Uh, once you are seated, you can take your mask off. Uh, and then again, once you get up, uh, please put your mask back on 
and uh, that has worked well for us thus far, and so we want to uh, continue in that so that we can uh, fellowship and worship uh, together. So again, we will be in person beginning this Wednesday through the rest of the year, and uh, we, we want to kick off next year in person as well, all right? So be praying for your church. We have several, again, who are going through uh, different things, and so please be in prayer for your church body. Keep them lifted up. Keep them encouraged. Send an extra text. Make an extra phone call. Uh, send an extra card. Whatever you need to do, let's stay connected. Let's be encouraged uh, as we move forward and uh, let's finish this year out uh, on a high note so to speak all right we just again we want to thank you for being with us today if you have any questions at all please feel free to call me uh, come by the church and we'll get those questions answered we love you all have a wonderful day in the presence